Here is what you missed this morning on the Catholic Morning Show. We're going to be joined here now by our good friend, Steve Ray. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Deacon Mark, and let me start out by thanking you for being a deacon and serving our church. Oh, it's, it is an honor and privilege, but uh, your appreciation is very much... Uh, yeah, it's very much appreciated. It's it's um, yeah, as I said, it's an honor and privilege. You know, we are, we're going to have you on, but I in t- to talk about the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart. But I wanted I, I follow you on social media, and I see you've returned to the speaking circuit. Uh, just real quick, how was the uh, the you know Eucharistic Congress that you just spoke at? Oh, it was uh, it was amazing. They were expecting a thousand people, and they ended up with fifteen hundred. And this is way up in the top of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. This is this is way up north yeah. of Michigan on uh, the Lake Superior. So for them to pull together, it's a huge diocese. That whole Upper Peninsula is one diocese. I told the bishop, "You need a helicopter." <laughs> but he, uh, they, it was uh, they had fifteen hundred people there, and um, it was a wonderful time. I gave a, two talks: one on defending the Eucharist how Baptists came to understand the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. And that's kind of a fun talk. I've given that talk over a hundred times at Capernaum in Israel on the Sea of Galilee. I've given that talk a hundred times to our groups. And then the other talk was, is the Mass really a sacrifice? which I brought out that all of the words of Jesus in the upper room, every one of those words has sacrificial overtones. They come right out of the Old Testament with the, um, with the uh, dealing with sacrifice. So those are my two talks, but it was really a great time and wonderful folks. Well, it's great to, uh, you know, see you back out, <clears throat> you know, uh, sharing the gospel with people and, and you know, the, 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 I think one of the fascinating things about uh, what people attract you uh, to, or attracted to you are because you do use scripture to support so many of the uh, the teachings and and beliefs that that Catholics hold, including this. Oh uh, yes, yeah, including this this idea. You know, I was wondering in your own conversion, how how was uh, these devotions like the Sacred Heart of Jesus and Immaculate Heart of Mary? How were those a challenge to you? Well, those, we didn't even know about them. <laughs> See, Catholics, when, when you're evangelical Protestants, you kind of live in your own bubble, and you live in your own little world. So you may have heard of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, or, but, oh, man, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, come on, there goes those Catholics worshiping Mary again <laughs> yep. and making her equal to Jesus and so on. But I'll tell you, we regarding the precious blood of Jesus, the first song I learned to play on my harmonica as a boy was, What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This, You know, we, the Baptists, one thing you've got to give them credit for is they've got some beautiful hymns, and they know how to sing them. Mm-hmm. And my dad was a convert to being a Baptist, and he used to belt out those songs. I can still hear my dad singing all those songs, and it brings tears to my eyes. But the um, we loved the blood of Jesus. It was uh, symbolic in the way because it was something that happened 2,000 years ago, and it's the same for us Catholics. It was the blood of Jesus that when he hung on the cross. By the way, he shed his blood for us more than once. People don't realize that. And on the eighth day when he was circumcised, he mm, shed his yep. blood for us. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when he sweat drops, it's called hematidrosis. That's the medical term. He he dropped uh, blood for us. When he was whipped and beaten in the Antonia Fortress, he shed his blood for us. And then on the cross was the fourth time he shed his blood for us. So it wasn't the first time on the cross. But we, as Baptists, we we would always say we're washed in the blood of the Lamb. And this is very biblical terminology. We understood that we couldn't 
cover our own sins. It was the blood of Jesus who came down, the sinless victim. And so we did that. But when it came to these Catholic devotions, well, then that was, you know, then you're going too far, you Catholics. You always have to take things too far, we would say. (laughs) But not reeling with, it's not that Catholics take things too far. Catholics dig deep, and they go deep in Scripture. I used to love the Bible when I was a Protestant, but I love it a hundred times more now as a Catholic. Wow, that's uh, you know, and you talked about how you know with the Immaculate Heart of Mary that uh, you know the the accusation. There goes those Catholics with uh, you know their devotions to Mary, but we celebrate the whole month of June to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Um, it's, uh, yes, it, 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 to the precious blood. Yep. Yes. Can I just say one thing about the blood, which I think you'll find interesting? Yeah. Every every day at Mass, we say. The priest says, "This recording Jesus. This is the blood of the new. This is my blood of the new covenant, which will be shed for you." So, how many people, when they hear that, ask themselves the question, "Well, what was the blood of the first covenant? If this is the blood of the new covenant, where do we find and understand the blood of the old covenant?" Because obviously, Jesus is saying that his sacrifice, this blood he's giving us, is based on something from the Old Testament. So you go to Exodus 24, 8, and you find the blood of the Old Covenant. And these young guys, it says right in the middle of all the congregation of Israel, they drag in bulls, big bulls. You folks live out in Iowa. You know what a bull looks not like. Hard to, was, not hard for us to imagine. Farm. <laughs> and so now imagine young men bringing those bulls into the assembly of of the Israelites, and they drag those bulls, <laughs> kicking and screaming, bellowing, and they bring them up, and it says that they put the bulls, the blood of the bulls into bulls. Now, say that ten times fast, the blood <laughs> no, of the bulls yeah. into bulls. No, thank you. And what, then what they had to, they, what they did is it said that after they put the blood of the bulls into bulls, that Moses splashed the blood on the people. Now, it just seems like this one verse, but put yourself in the situation. How do you get those bulls into the congregation? of the people up to the center. Then you have to kill those bulls. They're like a ton each, 2,000 pounds each. And then you have to get the blood out of the bulls into the bulls. Imagine, I mean, just do a mental picture here of these guys slaughtering these bulls. How do you get the blood out of the bull into the bulls? Once you do that, anybody that's worked with real blood before knows that instantly it clots. It turns into blood clots, and it stinks, and it's sticky, and the flies come instantly. I know this because I lived on a farm when I was a boy. And we killed chickens and these animals to eat. And so, and now this is Moses and took the blood of the covenant and he splashed it on the people. He splashed those blood clots all over those people. Can you imagine? They don't, and when they go home, they don't have washing machines. They don't have showers. They're covered of this, this clotty blood and it stinks and the flies are landing on them. This is the blood of the old covenant. Now Jesus is using those words about his precious blood and he said it's not going to be the blood of bulls anymore. The book of Hebrews is all about that. This is now the my blood I'm going to give to you. So you can imagine the difference. Now you're a deacon. You have to kind of clean up after the mass, right? You clean the vessels. You put things like Can you imagine what your job would have been to clean up after the blood of the first covenant? Yes, the we, old covenant? You deacons really, really have it lucky these days. Yes, we do. <laughs> Based on the uh, on the visual and the the sound effects were were outstanding there. I, I, it uh, it, re- it really helped create a um, yeah a, a much better visual. So I'm actually yeah, grateful that we have a, a much more sanitized uh, sacrifice today. But uh, the significance is not any less, which I think is 
uh, you know, which yeah, so, so in fact, it's more. Yeah. It's more because we call it the precious blood of Jesus, more than lamb or blood of bulls and goats and sheep. His blood is efficacious because imagine God coming down and becoming man. What is one drop? What is the value of one drop of God's mm. blood? Well, he is God in the flesh. That heart pumping that we celebrated. That heart pumping is the heart of God. Well, and one drop, can you imagine the value of one drop of his blood? And we, uh, you know, and, and I think there's some people that, you know, occasionally you'll, you'll have a, a drop of precious blood or a host gets dropped. And it can be, you know, the, the, the purification of that space to, to make sure that we have uh, picked every yeah. drop up. You know, it, it might seem like extreme measures to some, uh, while at the same point in time, those who do have it, uh, you know, appreciation or understanding of, of, of what it is, you know, there's a, some, you know, expression of gratitude of, of the tenderness and the diligence and the, the thoroughness of, of purifying that space. So not a, a, a drop is what it shows. Yeah. Right. And it shows that we Catholics, we understand the precious blood of Christ. We're, we're living the Bible. How much more shall, says in Hebrew, shall the blood of Christ save us? And, and over and over again, the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not a participation in mm-hmm. the blood of Christ? The blood of God, his blood is shed. How, and so when we treat it so respectfully like that, what we're saying is that we really believe this is his blood. So when I was a Baptist, we used to sing, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. But for a Baptist, where's the blood? It ran down the cross, ran down Calvary, and it was the first good rain. It went right down the mountains of Jerusalem into the Dead Sea. But where? But we Catholics, we have not only the blood of Jesus back 2,000 years ago that was actually shed for us, but he gives us his precious blood on the altar every day, which I did not have as a Protestant. Mm-hmm. When I became a Catholic, I received this great gift that I couldn't have even comprehended when I was a Baptist. And that now I say we have the blood. Not only 2,000 years ago, but every day he represents that real blood to us again for, because we need it. It's the medicine of immortality. It's the, it's the source of our eternal life in him. It's what well, he did on the cross is made present again. The cross and the altar are the same thing. And so if the precious blood of Jesus and the sacred heart of Jesus are just uh, for us Catholics, now I understand those devotions, and well, I love them. Before you break into song again, I'm going to have to end it on that note. It's, uh, <laughs> it's always uh, an uh, honor to speak with you. And again, uh, keep up your great work. I'm glad that you're continuing to heal from uh, your, your knee, knee uh, surgeries or replacements. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Deacon. Thank you. God bless. Listen to the Catholic Morning Show weekday mornings at 7 on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, iowacatholicradio.com, or the Iowa Catholic Radio app.